Live, live from the capital city, Springfield, Illinois. Springfield, Illinois. Leading the Sam Perks team at Remax Professionals. Here's your real estate update with Sam Perks. Hi, everyone. It's Sam Perks with the Sam Perks team at Remax Professionals in Springfield. And this is our second episode of our podcast. We have some very exciting topics today. And I'm joined by Thomas Martin. How are you guys doing? He is obviously on my team, as you guys know from our, our last show. And today we're going to be talking about cameras, listing photos, uh, the Playboy Mansion, and millennials and mortgages. So uh, quite a, a wide array of topics. The first thing is we were thinking people might like to hear about how to take a good picture of your house, whether you're selling it or whether a broker's selling it. The bottom line is pictures really, really matter. Um, it's estimated that 30% of people won't even consider a house if it doesn't have a bunch of good pictures available for them to look at on the internet or at least in some sort of print brochure before they even go in. They don't even want to walk in the house unless they know what it looks like, and that's probably pretty reasonable. So on our team, we're pretty excited about some new technology that we're implementing. We just purchased the FilmPower Roxor gimbal camera. And basically, it allows us to go into a home and take a sort of three-dimensional virtual tour of the home, uh, walking around, but it stabilizes itself. It has three motors, and it keeps itself totally level on an even plane. So if you're walking upstairs, uh, if you're walking around the house, walking into the basement, whatever, it keeps it totally even and on a, a level plane. It makes it look really pretty. And the perspective, I think, and Thomas, you may agree or disagree. Disagree. <laughs> My opinion is that it looks as though you're looking out your eyes. It looks like what you would see. It's if a point you were... of view shot. Exactly. And it's very fluid. And, and, so... and in my opinion, very flattering of most of the properties we've used it on so far. Um, but that's some pretty neat technology that we've, uh, we've incorporated into our business. But whether you're selling your house on your own or using a broker, pictures really matter. So one thing you can choose to do is hire a professional photographer. Sometimes we do this. Uh, for certain homes where the, the equipment that we have doesn't meet the need that we have. But um, we use the Sony A6000 to take a lot of our photos, and we've trained for this. I mean, we've spent a lot of time learning the camera, learning how to use it, uh, understanding lighting and color saturation, and things like that. So a good way to know that you're going to have bad pictures, whether they're yours or a realtor is using or is putting them up for you, is... If you or the realtor is walking around with your Samsung Galaxy S and you're taking pictures that way and at any old time of day, especially in the late afternoon, walking around snapping pictures, they're going to look terrible. Um, you have to use high-quality equipment. You need to have some editing software so you can adjust color saturation and things like that. And you need to be able to know what you're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, they're going to look bad, and people aren't even going to come into the house, let alone buy it. You know, we use uh, Terry Farmer pretty regularly for uh, photographic services, and he's really good here in central Illinois. But just hiring a professional is, is a big deal. And sometimes your realtor is a professional. It's something that we do a lot. Uh, we look at them a lot and we know what people like to see. One thing that Thomas always rails on is keeping your house clean. You've got to keep the house clean. You've got to pick up the junk. You've got to 
uh, straighten up and make it look nice. Dust, get your curtains looking good. Get the get the stuff off the couch. Put your laundry away. Well, it's, yeah, it's 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 whether you're bringing in a professional photographer, or your realtor is going to be taking pictures. Uh, the clothes need to be off the couch. Uh, everything needs to be cleaned off the dinner table. You gotta, you gotta see it through the eyes of how someone else is gonna be looking at your home. And I'm sure you've been in a cluttered, dirty house before. And the last thing I'm sure that came into your mind was, uh, gee, I'd love well, yeah, to buy this. Yeah, then I gotta thing. go and be, you know, Consuela from Family Guy and cleaning everything up. Uh, it, it's just an extra. It's it's just an extra amount of time uh, that has to be spent, which is fine. I mean, it, it is important, but um, it, it's also important that. Uh, knowing that there's going to be photos taken of your home, make sure everything's spick and span. And the way you would want it to look if you were presenting it to someone who was going to make an offer. Do you want them to make uh, a full-priced offer because it looks great, or do you want them to make a lower offer because their impression has been uh, has been tainted by uh, poor imagery? And Just whether it's a date or you're showing off your house, put your best foot forward. Image is everything. So photographs matter. One way to, to get to make sure that you have good photographs is to use a realtor who ensures that they use good photographs. And we're a great example of that. We use the highest, uh, highest quality, top-end cameras, top-end equipment. And when we don't have the right stuff to make it look perfect, we call in somebody who does. And, and that's what really matters. So enough about pictures. Let's move on to the perhaps the most exciting topic of the day. The, the most titillating topic of the day. Certainly, the Playboy Mansion. Uh, the Playboy Mansion, as you may have heard, is now on sale for an asking price of $200 million. It's in Los Angeles. Uh, if you haven't seen pictures of it, it's actually a pretty incredible... Pretty gorgeous. They got a, I don't know if they still have that incredible zoo out there. It's a amazing. A lot of exotic birds. They have a lot of stuff. And it's a great example if you want to look at what good pictures look like. Check out the Playboy Mansion's listing photos. These realtors really knew what they were doing. And th the thing is, there's a, uh, a, a huge overlap between the realtors who do a good job with taking pictures and the realtors who do a good job in general. And, you know, paying attention to detail is important. But this sale is certainly different than your sale of your home. And let me tell you why. There's one huge sale contingency. And that is, if you buy the Playboy Mansion... I, 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 swear, I joked. I, Sam, we were talking about this before, and he goes, Thomas, you're not going to believe what the contingency is. And I go, oh, what? You, you have to let uh, Hef putter around your house? And, and it is, and yes. And it is. That's the thing. Hef is not leaving that house. <laughs> if you buy the house, the contingency is Hugh Hefner gets to stay and live there. You will be at dinner and hear a walker off in the distance. <laughs> Until he dies. Is that dies. the ghost? No, no, sweetheart, no. I know sort you're visiting. Of. Hef's here. Yeah. Don't let him frighten the children. <laughs> so... Uh, Mommy, I saw a ghost in a white robe. No, that's just half. He usually wears a red velvet robe, I think. I know, but Not for the sake of my much. joke, I had to make it sound like a ghost. Why are you stepping on my style, Sam Perks? I'm sorry. I don't know much about the topic of the Playboy Mansion, unfortunately. But Okay, well, let me take over for the next 45 minutes. Built in 1967, originally in Chicago, but I won't keep going on about that right now. We'll save that for another time. Probably a good idea. Uh, I don't even know if there are a lot of Playboy fans anymore. I've never seen one. No, we're one. addressing all seven of them right now. I've never seen one in person, one of their magazines. I've only seen documentaries on TMZ about the mansion and things like that. Well, you have not lived, my friend. I guess not. 
Well, anyway, uh, the the last topic of the day for uh, some interesting discussion is for millennials. Um, A lot of millennials are getting to the point now where they can afford to buy a home, they think. And so we're we're trying to help them determine uh, if now is a good time to buy a house or not. This is not to say that younger people shouldn't be buying homes. It's a great way to uh, invest in your future. You're building equity. Uh, which is a very useful financial tool. So if you can do it, you should do it. But not Many everyone can. Many can't, so don't just jump right into it. That's right. And here's a couple of quick ways to kind of self-assess and determine if now is the right time to buy a home. And a lot of millennials have student loan debt right now. I mean, frankly, a lot of people at any age have student loan debt right now. But millennials are the people that come to mind whenever we think about Uh, people who've newly engaged a student loan. And, uh, you know, there's something about loans that relate to assets. You know, if if you have a student loan, your asset is your education and the experience that you've taken away from your education. So that's something that's pretty solid. Um, Whether or not you're using it, Nobody can ever take your education away from you. Um, They can't repossess your education. However, they can repossess your house. Um, They can take that away from you if you don't make the payments. And so there's a little bit less security there. It's kind of scary for people. And so uh, a good way to determine if you're ready to buy a home is three different points. The first one is your credit score. Uh, If you do not have a credit score of at least 600, then your chances of getting a home almost don't exist if you plan on getting a loan. Unless you have enough money to buy your house in cash, you're going to need a mortgage, and you're going to need a 600 credit score to get that uh, in all cases that I'm aware of. So uh, a good place to start looking for your credit score could be creditkarma.com. I personally uh, have a subscription to creditkarma.com. It doesn't cost you anything. You just go sign up with your email address and your name, and they'll ask you some personal questions to verify who you are so that your uh, credit information isn't given out to the wrong people. Be prepared to know information about what kind of loans you've had, uh, where you've lived, um, you know, things like that, that, the information that they would have that would be useful in verifying who you are. And that will give you two different scores, two different credit reporting bureaus, uh, estimated score, and it'll also show if you've been late on any payments, it will show uh, any collection activity against you, and it'll give you an estimated credit score, a FICO score. And so that's a good place to start. Another might be that everybody gets a free report from every credit reporting agency, all three of them, once a year. The government entitles you to have that. So uh, if you haven't requested that already this year, You can certainly call all of the three uh, credit bureaus and get your report that way. I think there's a website for that, too. It's sponsored by the government. It's like freeannualcreditreport.com or something like that. We'll have a link to it on our website after this show. And you can subscribe to each credit reporting bureau's website, and they have different programs available, but they'll help you monitor your credit. And credit is something that if if it's not good right now, it's generally not a, a quick fix. Um, it's better to monitor your credit and constantly be watching it. Make sure that there aren't any fraudulent activities that are posted on your account. Make sure that everything's reported accurately and that you're doing the right things to build your credit score up and make yourself more credit worthy. And in addition to penalizing you when you don't, 
the credit reporting agencies actually have some really good programs in place that will help you uh, determine how to make your credit score uh, stronger. And they'll help you monitor it in case something bad happens that could impose a, a negative impact on your score. So that's a really important part. If you don't have a 600 credit score, you're probably not in the ballpark anyway. So at that point, you can eliminate yourself. Uh, <laughs> and then the next step, we'll be looking at the uh, debt-to-income ratio. That's right. So the debt-to-income ratio is very important. And this is something that you can calculate yourself. In order to determine this ratio, you add up all of your monthly bills that are associated with debt. So things like car payments, student loan payments, credit card payments, and then if you're trying to get a mortgage, you want to add in the potential mortgage payment. And if you don't know what that is, we have a mortgage calculator on our website, everyonelikesperks.com. And if you input the home value that you're looking to buy, and we'll have some estimated uh, interest rates based on common loans and some different term options. Generally, it's a 30-year term. Uh, we'll be able to give you that number for your estimated potential mortgage payment. So you take all of those debt service costs and you divide that by your gross monthly income or all the money coming in uh, to your ledger every month. And that will give you your uh, debt to credit ratio. Now, if you want a loan that is going to be sponsored by the government or backed by the government, so that includes FHA loans, um, VA loans, things like that, then you cannot have this number be higher than 43%. 43%, I'm sorry, it cannot be lower than 43%. It must be higher than 43%. That's your debt to credit ratio, and it must be higher than 43% to get an FHA loan. Um, the United States Department of Agriculture actually has a lot of really good loan programs available and the VA, of course, but you have to be higher than 43% on your debt-to-credit ratio. So that means a great way to make yourself more qualified to buy a home is pay off debt. Get rid of your uh, revolving credit, like credit cards. Pay those down. If you get a couple thousand dollars as, a, you know, as something special that happens in your life, don't blow it on a vacation. Put it against your car and or against it's going to help you loans. get a house in the long run. It will. And, you know, it's tempting to spend money um, on things that we want right now, which is oftentimes why people have a lot of credit card debt. But the fact is, the lower your uh, debt-to-credit ratio, the better off you're going to be when it comes time to buying your house. There are really low mortgage rates right now, and rents are also kind of high uh, from a historical perspective. Um, so it makes buying an attractive option when you just look at the numbers, but you also need to be prepared to stay where you're at. And that is number three on our list of important things to consider before you know if you're ready to buy a home. If you're not going to stay in your house for at least two or three years, probably three, uh, and some experts estimate up to five, um, then you probably shouldn't buy because there's closing costs associated with buying and with selling. You have brokerage fees if you're using a broker. If you're not, you're probably going to want to use an attorney to write your contracts for you. So there's legal fees there. Um, there's taxes. There's uh, fees associated with the closing at, at, and the title company services for title research and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of expenses associated with selling and buying homes. And if you move too quick, 
you're going to eat any return that you could have gotten on your home, and it's going to be eaten up by uh, these, these associated fees. So rule number three is if you're not going to stick around for a while, don't buy. And correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but... You're wrong. <laughs> the, the, um, the millennial generation as a group is characterized as people who, uh, who don't like to stay in one place. They move around, and at least in my experience, that seems to be pretty true. That, stati- that statistic holds true with the people that I know. Um, they There's don't... a lot of. It's kind of something we discussed before. Even when it comes to houses, millennials are more likely to buy uh, smaller homes, let's say, than the McMansions of the '90s, uh, and choose to spend that money more on experiences, uh, vacations, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I think also just being at this age when travel is actually uh, cheaper. And it, it is easier to get around the country than you're dealing with a generation that is more likely uh, to be moving from one location to another until, who knows, their mid-30s and maybe they're settled down and married and at, a, at a later age uh, than generations past having children. So, yeah, I think, it, I think there is truth now that we are moving around uh, more often than you know, the person from maybe even just 30 years ago, who you more or less were just born into town and you, you, you lived within 30 miles of that town for the majority of your life. Yeah, you know, I was. we have a, a listing in Carlinville, and it's a commercial building. It's a church that was turned into uh, a restaurant. It's an absolutely beautiful building. But the we were taking some pictures of the outside, and the lady who lives across the street came out, and she said, I... Uh, used to go to this church when I was a little girl, and I never thought I'd be living across the street from it. And it was an interesting thing, because from her perspective, it was almost as though she was saying, I never expected to be living this close to church. The way one of my other brokers took it, who's also a millennial, was that she thought she'd never expected to be living in Carlinville um, for her whole life. And that's not the way she meant it. So people's expectations of where they want to be and where they want to locate have really changed over the years. And if you're not planning to stick around where you're at, uh, I think you're going to find that it may not be a waste of money to buy, but it's certainly going to be a costly decision. You're probably going to be taking uh, a loss. Absolutely. And some people are okay with that. But if you're going to be taking a loss, you might as well rent because that's a loss too. Everybody, thank you for listening to our second episode of our podcast. Sam, let's not forget what's going on tomorrow evening in the kitchen. That's right. So let me tell you a little story. Um, the real estate industry as as a whole is becoming much more digital. <laughs> it's um, digital. It's becoming more social media inclined, and we've been watching a lot of other real estate professionals making these videos where uh, you know they're they're showing these simple tasks and they're very light on content, and they seem to be more of an advertisement. Uh, for themselves than than really anything interesting that someone would want to watch. So what we're doing is something a little bit different. We actually have a, a pretty strong background in uh, recording and media and those sorts of things. And we, we also... We both got a similar interest. I like to cook. Yes. And, and Sam I, likes to cook. I do like to cook. So tomorrow you're, you can go watch us do some knitting. 
<laughs> we're going to be cooking in my kitchen tomorrow night. We're going to make something unique, something you've probably not made before. I won't give away tonight. It's certainly it something that Sam and I have never made before, so uh, right. it's so not easy from the sound of it. It the doesn't results, sound like a chicken breast to me, so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The results are, are not entirely certain. So you'll it get could to... come out and be absolutely awful, and you will have learned nothing, but you'll watch two idiots trying to cook something. Exactly. So at least you'll have some content while you watch your favorite realtors try to navigate through the kitchen and make this really complex thing. Avoid cutting their finger off. Exactly. And I've seen Thomas with a cleaver, and it's very, very scary. He it was is. cutting up chicken wings one night, and it was terrifying. I, I've still, I had a video of it, and I deleted it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of blood. It, yeah. Chicken blood, not his. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow's going to be a pretty exciting video, I think. Check out our YouTube channel, which, is, of course, is YouTube slash, youtube.com slash everyonelikesperks. And you can also go to our website, everyonelikesperks.com, and we'll put it up there, too. Uh, it'll be a pretty entertaining video, I think. And we'll start doing more stuff like that. So We'll take a break from real estate. We'll do some cooking. We'll hang out in the kitchen. Yeah. Maybe drink one, two, eight beers. We'll see where the night goes, and, you know, we'll go from there. Yes, and also in exciting news, pay attention to our podcast, too, because next week we have a rather exciting interview. Later in, the, in this week, we'll give you a clue as to who it's going to be. I'll tell you Maybe. right now, it's Hugh Hefner. He's puttering around the house. It's really not. We're not going <laughs> to interview him about his, about his uh, $200 million home that he's going to sell to someone else and continue to live in. Um, but we will have a, a pretty exciting interview tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening to The Perks of Real Estate. Uh, this we is will Sam see you Perks. next week. And we have Thomas Martin here, too. And we're at REMAX Professionals in Springfield, Illinois. Give us a call or check out our website, www.everyonelikesperks.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>